Welcome back, everyone, to another Eat Speed podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. We're talking with Mary Pettis today from Enchiladas Olay. We were just saying off the air that Enchiladas Olay maybe has brought back mole. So uh, there are a lot of restaurants with mole around Fort Worth. But Enchiladas Olay, which has always been known for its rich, thick sauces, has a mole sauce. And that's now one of your best-selling enchiladas, right? Yes, yes. We sell out of mole almost every night. Now, yes. what, how did you start? Enchiladas Olay is like famous for enchilada sauces. How did you start that? And then which are your best-selling sauces now? Well, our best-selling sauce is a hatch sauce with, with uh, the green chilies from New Mexico that we bring. We use about 8,000 pounds a year. And that's kind of hot. It's very hot. Well, yeah. not, really not too hot. I tone it down a little bit, make it like a gravy sauce. But yeah. it's the hottest sauce, yes. Yeah. But it's a favorite. But then now you worked in mole because you had the hatch green chili and then you had the really rich, thick, uh, do I call it a chipotle adobo chili sauce? The, the, That's the, the ancho. The ancho, the, the, the ancho sauce is like if you really like old timey enchiladas that had a really thick chili gravy. I tell people if you have been looking for the enchiladas that you remember like you were a kid, enchiladas olays where you go. So you, yeah. you've always had those thick sauces. Yeah. Everybody else is doing tacos and taquerias. What made you want to be the uh, queen of enchiladas? Queen of enchiladas? I I believe because I love enchiladas, and I think that they've never gotten, like, their fair share of fame, enchiladas, you know. And enchiladas, whenever growing up, that was like, it was a treat to have uh, enchiladas, you know what I'm saying? So it was, I just thought I I could do enchiladas and, and do them well just with different sauces. So that's why you, I chose this. You started off with the sauces, right? I mean, you, you I, like retail. Uh, I, backwards from everybody. Instead of a restaurant first, and then, you know, possibly going into retail, I started with retail first. And we were doing fantastic. We were in Central Markets, Austin, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, we were just going into Kroger, and I decided to open a restaurant thinking that I could do both. Well, you know, one's a monster, one's a beast, right? So you had to, I had to pick which one I was going to do. But now that we're seven years into the restaurant and I had to let go of retail like three years ago, Renfro's Manufacturing is now working with us and we will be heading into uh, Walmart's HEBs by the fall of this year. We'll be in with, with your hot sauces, salsas, or with chili with uh, enchilada sauces? Enchilada sauces. Enchilada yeah. sauces. So- enchiladas ole, enchilada sauces will be in the stores? Yeah, we'll have a whole product line by the, by the that, fall. That, that's how you started, like, selling out of your car trunk or something, right? <laughs> yeah, from home, yeah. <laughs> well, it started at home, but yeah. Yeah, they went to a commercial kitchen, and then, yeah. How long was that? Our guest is Mary Pettis from Enchiladas Olay. It's in its new location on Forest Park Boulevard at Park Hill near the zoo in Fort Worth. Uh, you really set for the fall and, uh, you know, the people coming back to the zoo, people coming back to school. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, and of course, now open every day. The old location was not open all every day. The Enchiladas Olay now is open every day with a big patio and a big uh, open air dining area. Uh, Mehdi, I mean, I mean, people who just know you from this new location, tell everybody a little bit about how you got here. You were selling out of your trunk 10 years ago. Well, I, I wouldn't say out of, out of my trunk. I uh, actually, my first, when I, when I, Went to, when I had the idea of the enchilada sauce, the first place I went to was the corporate office for Central Market in Plano because I thought if I can sell to Central Market, I can get into other stores. 
so that was actually my first um uh the, that was my my first order with central markets so and that's because this is an old mexican recipe the savory sauce if you go to el paso it's the same sauce everywhere you know there's no tomato sauce in it. it's just an old recipe but you know um so i kind of just went with it and it was great and then came up with the verde sauce and now we'll have the hatch sauce we'll have a ranchero sauce and so we'll have four products that will be coming out in the fall that Renfro is producing for us that will be in retail no yeah. no mole <laughs> no mole is mole is hard to bottle <laughs> and we're going to leave that exclusive to the restaurants mole. Okay. yeah what are yeah. the dishes you expanded the menu a lot with your new location and what are some of the things you have? Are you still on a limited menu or are you on full menu now? We're full menu. Uh, we're full menu curbside takeout uh, and, and dine inside. And dine in and you have a patio dining and you have a few in tables inside, but more people dine on the patio than inside. Oh, yeah. More people dine. But, you know, it's, it's getting hotter. People are coming inside. But in the evenings, people want to be you know, outside. And I have Nicole here with me and she runs, uh, helps run. She's a manager for the front of the house, which we've had to make a lot of adjustments. You know, if you're in, in restaurants, um, before COVID, you know, and you're full swing going, going and blowing and going with all your orders. And then you got to call in or you got a to go order. It kind of like puts the brake on everything, you know, it turned around on us to where curbside was everything, you know, for the last two or three months. And so we've had to readjust how we do everything in the kitchen. And it's, uh, it's been a learning process for everybody, for all of us. But you know what? We managed to get, at first when we started doing curbside, I mean, we probably got the most complaints during that time because it was hard to get that and get used to that. And I'm sure every restaurant that did that or that's been doing that has gone through the same thing. But now after we have to retrain ourselves of how we do everything, the whole process is all the processes. And now that we, when we started to add in the dining, the 25%, it was a little difficult to get used to both. Then we went to the, the 50%. It was a little more difficult, but you know, we're, we're learning as we go through this. It's all, uh, it's all new restaurant models for everybody. So. Well, a lot of the big change was taking orders and having online orders and takeout orders coming in. And a lot of restaurants, particularly Tex-Mex restaurants, uh, got overwhelmed. There would be a bunch of people want big takeout orders at the same time they were trying to get plates out of the dining room. Yeah. Uh, it, it was it was a whole new world. It's a whole new world. And we got, you know, and unfortunately, you know, there's sometimes people would, even though they called in orders, we're talking about online ordering. So, you know, the machine never stops rolling, right? And Because a, a lot of restaurants were still closed. We're talking about 30, I don't know, 30, 40% of restaurants still closed. And the ones of us that stayed in, well, we we're overwhelmed with all of the orders and stuff. But we stuck with it and we learned through it. And they, they thankful to our wonderful customers that, that you know, had patience and mercy on us to get through this. So that's And here we are. Well, what's been going through your mind the last couple of months? Because you opened your new location just before all this started. Was there ever a time when you were scared? It seems like you've just been so busy just kind of dealing with whatever comes next. Yeah. I mean, we just take it week by week as to what the governor is saying or every two weeks or however that is. And we just had to just go with it. I mean, we put a lot of money into this location. We couldn't, we closed down for those, those first two weeks and then we had to reopen, you know, I mean, we, there's nothing else we could do. We have too much of an investment in here. So we, 
just went with it and and we learned it and we survived it and we're doing good we're doing so good that we're actually opening number two in like 90 days 75 90 days depending on training uh on the corner of tarrant parkway and davis boulevard enchiladas ole number two will be opening in north richland hills what's that going to be like um okay so forest park is neighborhood kind of uh situated and that is very commercial across the street is whataburger and chick-fil-a so we're going into again uncharted territory but you know uh, around there in the vicinity probably the only authentic type of family style run restaurant you know so i think that we're going to do fabulous i think people in north richland hills are going to welcome us and we're close to colleyville and south lake and i think it'll be fantastic for enchiladas ole and we get to create more jobs hire more people and and it's just a you know it's just wonderful we're excited you, about it. do you have a lot of customers from up that way who come down have you like track to see where your customers come from and maybe have a restaurant there we do we get a lot of customers from uh from all you know from that area north richmond hills haltom city uh, watauga and stuff like that so it's it's a lot closer for them so we think that it will help relieve some of the weight lines that we have here at forest park possibly or you know it's a whole new population over there we'll just see when we open how crazy it'll be <laughs> the where in north richmond hills is it North Richland Hills, yes, it is right on the corner of, uh, it's a closed down, it, it, it was a Slim's Chicken building that has been empty for over a year, so we just got the lease on it, so that's where we'll be, right on the corner of Davis Bull, at 9005 uh, Tarrant Parkway Boulevard is the ad actual address. Okay. North Tarrant Parkway, so it's kind of between, so between Precinct Line and Davis, it's very close. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's in the, it's in that little corner there, and well, she mentioned the the Whataburger and the Chick Fil A, so people people know where that little strip of restaurants is. Yes, yes. Well, now you're going to be serving your same menu. Do you have fajitas or not have fajitas? I know that you were going to add fajitas. We have chicken fajitas for curbside. You know, with beef going in the prices that it has been, we do not do beef fajitas. We're doing the, just the chicken right now, and it's part of the family meal curbside to go or uh, the family meals to go. Steve, what do you get? Do you just get mole when you go? I mean, the last time I was there, I got a, a, a chicken mole enchilada and a uh, chicken hatch chili enchilada, and it was a great lunch. And I went with somebody who, frankly, likes to go to a different Southside restaurant, okay. uh, you know, nearby, uh, you know, up on Park Place or Magnolia. And she, you know, at Enchilada de Lacey said, wow, this is really good. And so, you know, I think people are... You know, people are really getting excited about the South Side enchiladas are like. I yeah. Get the, the three, the three pat, you know, the, you know, the yeah, the one you get three, uh, you get three different types. Uh, you know, that way I'm just not stuck with one. Yeah. <laughs> three, I like, the, I like three the, different curry, sauces. the curry you have in the chicken is like interesting. It's a little different than you see in other places. The curry and the turmeric. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. uh, and my mother was from Spain, so she used different spices. So I kind of blend some things together and. If you don't like that mixture, you can just order smoked chicken, whatever you like. And you can always ask for a sample and try it. You know, and I encourage people to ask for a sample of the sauces so they can try them before they order their enchiladas. We're good with that. Mary, I know you post about going to breakfast at Dos Molinas, a little hole in the wall up and on 25th. What do you hear from the other little Tex-Mex restaurants and the other little family restaurants? How are they making it? Uh, you know, how are they doing? What's, you know, what, what's been the shared experience that you heard from other restaurants? 
Yeah, well, Amy's, you know, Amy and I are good friends. Amy's right, uh, good friends. Amy's for, wonderful. Yeah, she and she just reopened. You know, she's that's uh, in the that's in the fifteen hundred block of North Main, yes. next to Los Asaderos. Next to Los Asaderos, yeah, and uh, you know, just everybody, you, you just gotta. I mean, we we stuck with the curbside. We started it. Not everybody's uh, did curbside, and a lot of that has to do with location and stuff, but. Um, Everyone has struggled, and you know it's kind of heartbreaking that sometimes driving driving somewhere and you see lines and lines and lines at um, drive-throughs, drive-throughs, and then you got your mom and pops and people like us that are just trying to keep all of our employees paid and trying to just keep going, you know. So if if people would just please consider um, supporting locally owned restaurants, you know. Uh, it, it, it would help everybody. And there's so many, so many uh, of my friends that have restaurants that have really struggled. And, and, you know, everybody has struggled through this thing. But we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel already. People are getting out. People are coming in to eat, whether it's inside or they uh, want to be outside. We built a patio just for customers who didn't want to come in the building. And we're good. We built that patio in like three days. Yeah. <laughs> we built a patio in like three days. Yeah, so... Uh, the patios are here to stay, and we're going to add fans, and we're going to add misters, and we're going to make it as comfortable as possible for the patios, you know, at both locations. Uh, I so think pe people would need that, and people will continue to sit on the patio this summer. The, you know, what I see from customers is that a lot of families with children still don't want to go in restaurants. They don't want to expose children. And then, yes. of course, a lot of seniors over 65 uh, don't yes. want to go inside a restaurant. But I think just about everybody is okay with eating on a patio if people are pretty spread out. So if it's comfortable, people enjoy that. Yeah, and curbside, I mean, curbside is still phenomenal. I mean, people still want to pick up and go home and eat at home, and that's fine. You know, well, I, I believe curbside is here to stay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Steve, do you, have you gone and uh, had any of the takeout drinks? You know, the TABC has allowed so much uh, new takeaway liquor and cocktail mixers. Steve, have you been able to do that? Uh, no, I actually am not allowed to drink alcohol right now. Oh, okay. All right. Steve's, <laughs> Steve's getting getting better, everybody. We're glad to have him here. I mean, that's not because I had a problem with it. <laughs> yeah. It's a health thing. I mean, but... <laughs> Well, our, our to-go margaritas, half gallons and full gallons, you know, we follow all the TABC rules and it's slowed down a little bit now, but it's, uh, it, it, the sales have been fantastic. And you know what, that has, I believe that's really helped so many restaurants to just stay level. I think stay. That it might, uh, you know, they might keep that after everything opens back up, which would be nice. I, th I think people would like to see that and see some general loosening of the liquor laws and try to support restaurants and to support small local independent restaurants as much as they can. Yeah. Uh, well, Mary, you told us about your new restaurant. You have a new line of, uh, you know, retail sauces coming back to the stores. Uh, and you have, uh, the enchiladas Olay that you've opened at Park Hill and Forest Park at lunch. Is it 
uh, lunch and dinner weekends and Saturdays and lunch on Sundays. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, Sundays we close. It's it's uh, 12 to 5 right now, Sundays. And that's because we're still, we're not a, a big, cha- we're, we're still family, friend owned family. Now we've all, you know, uh, new partners and I've become, we've all become friends, but we still have our, our staff and everybody needs a break, you know, and Sundays is like a the day that we close early and go home. Uh, Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, our hours are 11 to 8. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, 11 to 9. And you mentioned your mother's from Spain. I didn't know that. But you're from Fort Worth. You, I mean, you, you, you know everybody here. You've been here a long time. Oh, I've been here all my life. My mother was from Spain. My father was stationed in France where he met my mom. And he was working in France and brought her back. So I grew up with a lot of um, saffrons and cumin, you know, and uh, just different Different. A lot and you them. worked. You worked in youth agencies before you opened Enchiladas Olay. Is that right? In the kind of the yeah, you, twenty-three years uh, before I started my business. And actually, the whole idea of Enchiladas Olay came when I was working at JPS in the marketing department. Um, so we, our department, would compete with other departments to raise money for American Cancer and Heart Society and stuff like that. So my idea was to sell enchiladas in. It was a big hit. And from there, my friends encouraged me to bottle my enchilada sauce. And that's where I uh, made the appointment at the Plano Central Market corporate office. And and walking in in 30 minutes, got an order for seven stores. So it's phenomenal. It's just been a, a blessing. And, a, um, you know, the, uh, then I decided to do restaurants. And I wasn't sure what 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 possessed me to do that but <laughs> um, you you have so much experience with youth agencies and social agencies i mean what do you think the country needs now what do you think fort worth needs now with with uh, where we are and where we're going i'll tell you what i've always seen uh just in nonprofits, and and i think that the and i'll give a plug to the Terra area food bank because i think that they have have a program that um they've worked with and i think that when I was in the nonprofits, mainly Boys and Girls Club, is that not all youth are going to go to college. Not all youth, not all youth can. And I think that we need a lot more training. And I think culinary training, um, you know, schools for youth or even for ex-offenders. You know, there's got to be more training for. And I think that this, the kitchen and restaurant, is is so big. It's such a big industry, and you know, that we could never hire enough people to work in restaurants even though you know there's people come and go okay it's a restaurant you know what i'm saying it's hard it's rough and um so people will come and go and i believe that there's a lot of opportunities and i see that there is a program at the tarrant area food bank i think that um i think that there's a lot of improvement a lot of expansion and i'm hoping that i can talk with my great friend john bonnell and some other chefs and maybe we jump on board to offer internships in our restaurants to some of these people that graduate from that class, you know, and just help to make life a little easier and pass on our skills and our knowledge and where we got where we're at. I think that's what that could be a future thing for forward that would be phenomenal. Steve, I'm going to reinforce Tarrant Area Food Bank. You see a lot of promotion and publicity about North Texas Food Bank. North Texas Food Bank is for Dallas and Plano. Tarrant Area Food Bank is for Fort Worth Flower Mound, everything west of 35e so uh yeah. you parent area food bank is what we yeah. care what we work for and yeah. manny is the executive chef there who teaches that class 
Um, you know, and I think that's very admirable because you could be working in a restaurant, building your own fame or your own whatever portfolio in a restaurant. And instead you choose to teach other people life skills, a life skill that could, you know, make it be a career. So I think that's, and I think that a lot of us restaurant owners that we could also, like I said, offer internships and work with this organization or, or work with them on placing job placement and stuff like that. So, you know, I think that's, a big program that that needs to be enhanced and worked on. Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, here food bank they don't realize that he actually trains chefs and stuff. Uh, people that be in go go into the food industry. Yep, yep. You know, when I started my restaurant, I didn't know I, I wasn't a chef. Uh, now I do feel like when I was at the boys and girls clubs and we had a commercial kitchen and I was cooking for three hundred kids a day. Little did I know. 20 years earlier that I would be doing this. So I, I feel like I was in training all that time, you know, it's part of the master's plan, right? So, you know, uh, but when I opened my restaurant, there was so much that I didn't know. And it's not just the kitchen, but the front of the house, which is just as important as the back of the house. Your food can be phenomenal if you get crappy service. Well, you know, that just kind of ruins the food, right? Or the dining experience. And then there's a business part of it that I think is all should all should be part of that model. So I don't know. I just think there's that Fort Worth can lead lead in in that, you know. Mary Pettis, thank you very much. Passionate about her community, passionate about her city, and most of all passionate about her enchiladas. We really <laughs> appreciate Mary Pettis from Enchiladas Olay, our guest today on the Eat Speak podcast. Until next time, I'm Bud Kennedy. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, bud. Have a great day. <laughs> Thank you. It was really good.